Real Presence Live. To be patient to share Christ, but to be urgent, you know, just take advantage of that opportunity, that open door, that little bit of trust. Local. When we're truly and fully alive as Catholic, we have hearts that are actually that desire the good of the civil order. Engaging. But I have to start the day off by saying, you know, Father God, I offer myself to you to do with me as you wish. And on the road, live for the first time from Holy Spirit Church in Virginia, Minnesota. Only on the RPR Network. Good morning, everybody. Steve Sponskowski here, Executive Director for Real Presence Radio, and I'm here with... Brandon Clark. I am the Programming Coordinator for Real Presence Radio, coming to you live for the first time with our on-the-road feature from Virginia, Minnesota. And Brandon, we're sitting outside right here. It's a balmy 20 degrees, and uh, you know the sun is shining, and our toes are not in the ocean. But they're in a, like a snowbank, but it's yes. really nice. They are a little cold. We are on Facebook Live as well. Hello to everybody watching there. And, uh, you know, Steve, before we uh, get into things and explain what we're doing here, we uh, start every show off with uh, prayer. Yep. And uh, we've got some special guests. If you're joining us on Facebook Live, you can see we've got the sixth graders from Marquette Catholic School here in Virginia who are going to lead us in a prayer. So uh, take it away, guys. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. And the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Maybe we could have each of you just say your first name on the microphone. Just your first name. I'm Aiden. I'm Bennett. Yeah, I'm Levi. I'm Edward. I'm Dutch. All right. Thanks, guys, for being here. And uh, thanks for leading us in prayer. Have fun in class. All right. God bless. <laughs> All right. Great. Well, again, as Brandon mentioned, we're coming to you live from Virginia, Minnesota. And uh, the station here, actually, uh, a Babbitt, Minnesota, is a radio station that uh, we just uh, signed an agreement for. We're actually uh, renting it right now, but we'll be purchasing it in January. And that is 106.7 FM out of Babbitt, Minnesota, with service also to Ely, Minnesota, Virginia, Minnesota, and the surrounding area. And so we're excited to be here. Uh, we've just been on the air for about a week up in this area, and uh, hope that you're tuning in. And you'll have the opportunity in the next couple hours to uh, hear some interviews from the local guests, uh, local priests, um, and even the opportunity to call in, I believe, Brandon. Yeah, absolutely. We have our Straight Talk segment with the pastor here at Holy Spirit Church, uh, Father Brandon Moravitz. And uh, before we get too much further as well, Gregory, uh, we, we talked about some great guests, some great things planned uh, for the show. Why don't you give us a preview? Sure thing, Brandon. So uh, coming up this morning, forgiveness can be an incredibly healing thing, but it can also be pretty difficult. So we'll have Dr. Susan Windley Doust discuss the act of deliberately inviting God into a situation and empowering those who need uh, to forgive and move on. And like you said, start thinking about your questions for Father Brandon Moravitz and then call or post them on Facebook during our Straight Talk, seg Straight Talk segment from 9.30 to 10. And it's the greatest story ever told, and many parishes are engaging more deeply in it through the Hearts of Fire parish-based programs. What are the programs and why are they so powerful? The answer to this and much more coming up this morning. Excellent. Thanks so much, Gregory. We, uh, we appreciate you back in the studio. I bet it's nice and warm back there, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's so warm and 
No snow. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's warmer here. And and we're we're actually sitting here with we've got cookies in front of us with some hot chocolate and folks are uh, actually walking out of mass right now here at Holy Spirit Catholic Church in Virginia Minnesota and uh, having some cookies and some hot chocolate so if you're in the area stop by the church and and say hi and throw a snowball at Brandon not at me and uh, have a, a <laughs> just cookie just be careful of the equipment yeah don't don't hit <laughs> the equipment um, and, uh, and and come by and say hi we're excited to be here and uh, thank you for the opportunity. Um, to join you here. Uh, up next, we've got a interview with Dr. Susan Whitley Doust, and she's going to join us to talk a little bit about a very difficult topic, Brandon, uh, something that we all struggle with. Yeah, yeah, uh, that topic is uh, forgiveness, and we'll just give you a little background. Uh, Dr. Doust is a married laywoman, mother of five, uh, former theology professor for 22 years at St. Mary's University and the University of St. Thomas. She serves as a spiritual director, and she currently serves the church as the director of missionary discipleship for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Dr. Winley Doust, welcome back to Real Presence Live. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much for being with us. Before we uh, begin here, uh, a friend of ours up here, Ben Frost, uh, says to say hello. <laughs> That's great. Tell Ben I said hello as well, and you need to say he, hello he's, to He's Father waving Robert on the radio well. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know Father there. Moravitz, too, so it's like old home week. Oh, great. Oh, yeah, well, we'll have Father Moravitz on a little bit later. So, Well, Dr. Whitley, Dowse, thanks for being with us this morning. We're going to talk a little bit about a reconciliation here. Um, and, you know, it, one of the things that people have just come off of uh, their vacation time uh, celebrating Christmas and the New Year's, uh, spending a lot of time with families, and there can be a lot of need for reconciliations in, in family. Um, what is the important importance uh, in reconciliation, just even starting that by the importance of apologizing. Right. Well, it's always good when you've been wronged to try to deal with it immediately. But, you know, you don't always are fully aware of it. I don't know. If you're like me, sometimes something happens. It's like, wait a minute, did that just happen? <laughs> did that person really just say that? Um, and other times it's just crystal clear, Right. But the sooner the better, but it's absolutely true, you know, now we're past the holidays and things may be sinking in, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, that happened, and maybe you're thinking that happened again, and, you know, patterns from family dynamics are sort of popping up again because you've forgotten about them over a year, but then you went back to visit, and here they are, and it happened all over again. Um, reconciliation is really important, but it's actually not the same thing as forgiveness, you know? You can't really force reconciliation. But you can make an act of forgiveness because that's an act of the will. Uh, forgiveness really just takes one person and the power of God. Uh, and reconciliation takes at least two people and the power of God. So, so you can't force that to happen. But you can forgive the people who have harmed you with God's help. And I think the thing that's mostly, you know, largely unknown among many people about forgiveness is that this is what God wants, and God will help you do it. If it feels too big to do, it might be too big to do by yourself, but it's never too big to do with God's help. Dr. Dowse, do you think we often miss that point? You know, you were talking about too big to do, and, um, <clears throat> you know, you see shows on TV and, and movies and stuff, and, and, you know, something terrible has happened, and the family's like, I could never forgive you, and, you know. Um, mm -hmm. do, do you think we often forget that, that God is the one who, who really needs to help us in this effort? Oh, I'm positive of it. I mean, culturally, 
there's a lot of mixed messages around forgiveness. I mean, people tend to say, it's like, well, that's a nice thing to do if you can do it. But on the other hand, you also hear lots of messages about, you know, what that person did was unforgivable and that person doesn't deserve forgiveness and therefore I'm never going to forgive and, and all of that, right? Um, so, I mean, we really have lost sight of the reality that Jesus gives us the power and the grace we need to forgive another human being, but we need to ask Jesus to do that. We need to invite Jesus into that process in a deliberate way. Um, and when we do that, you know, it becomes an act of the will. It's God's grace plus your will of saying the words, not necessarily to that person, although that may be appropriate, but, but first of all, just saying them out loud to yourself and to God, right? Um, and people may be just enormously surprised by the power of God and how it works in a situation like that. But you need to let God in. You need to invite Jesus into the process. You know, it's something, I, every time I pray the Our Father, I'm reminded when we say those words, as we, you know, forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass <laughs> against us. Uh, a good reminder, a good opportunity to do a little uh, uh, little examination of conscience there, huh? Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I mean, this is not considered to be optional, right? I mean, right. this is supposed to be our daily prayer, that we are forgiving people who have done us wrong. Um, so... It's incredibly important, and honestly, I, I just wish that we talked more about it um, in everyday religious context, but I just know lots of people uh, who are faithful Catholics, faithful Christians, and they've never really learned how to do it, right? They may know that they're supposed to forgive people, but they don't really know how to forgive people. It's like, I don't feel it. It's like, well, you may not, quote-unquote, feel it, right? Uh, yeah. But you can still make an act of the will, to forgive that person, especially, you know, inviting in the grace of God um, to empower that act. There is one thing I want to clear up here, though, Dr. Doust, Winley Doust. Um, Does forgiving a person erase the incident or the hurt uh, as if it it never happened? Yeah, no, it doesn't. You know, when I used to teach, um, every once in a while I would teach a course where there was a segment of the course about forgiveness, and people would inevitably bring up that um, old canard, uh, you know, forgive and forget. And it's like, you know, forgiveness makes you holy. It doesn't really make you stupid. <laughs> you're, you're never going to forget <laughs> it, right? right? I mean, and you shouldn't, right? It, it's not how it works. Um, so it doesn't erase the incident. Right? We, we can't go back and change the past in that way. Forgiveness is about changing the future and the present, right? not the past. Right. So it can, it can erase the hurt. I mean, that, that's the carrot, I suppose, of forgiveness. Beyond God's command, beyond the, our Father, you know, people really do give powerful witness that when they do make this act of the will, empowered by the grace of Jesus Christ, to forgive a person of the wrong that's been done to them, um, that there is a real release, because unforgiveness is a kind of bondage. Uh, and we don't tend to think of it as that. So not the incident. The incident is, is real, and it was wrong, and it remains wrong. You were wronged. But you're taking hold of your future, right? And possibly erasing that hurt by making that act of forgiveness. If you're just joining us, we're coming to you live from Virginia, Minnesota, broadcasting here for the first time on 106.7 FM in the area. Uh, Steve Splonskowski here, Executive Director for Real Presence Radio, and I'm with Brandon Clark, the 
coordinator of programming, and we're visiting with Dr. Susan Woodley Doust about one of those difficult topics, reconciliation, um, and really starting with uh, really the only part that we can do is what we have control of is our we don't even have control of it but at least we can make the effort and invite the lord in into in in really helping us to forgive which is really the first step and the only thing we really we really have control over right dr dust well right right and we do have actually a remarkable amount of control in that you know god respects our free will uh we can choose to forgive or not to forgive and it's just incredibly important for us to make that choice and then let the Lord lead the way as to what happens after that. It, it is really an act of prayer. Um, so, yeah. Is it possible to forgive someone while still being angry at them? Ooh, that is such a good question. <laughs> um, I mean, the short answer is yes, right? Uh, I mean, there, there's nothing in Scripture... And in what, uh, you know, the guidance that we're given from Scripture as to how to forgive or when to forgive that says, but don't forgive when you're angry. On the other hand, you know, addressing the anger is probably pretty important in making you available and open and willing to forgive that person, right? Mm -hmm. If you recognize that the anger is coming from a place where you've been wronged and it's a kind of righteous anger, it's like, well, okay. That's probably good, right? You recognize that you've been wrong. It's better than not recognizing it. But on the other hand, if the anger is a kind of vengeance, and it's like, you know, I wish this person dead, it's like, you know, take that to Jesus, and I'm pretty sure Jesus is going to say, it's like, all right, back up a few steps here, right? You're taking this in a bad direction. What I don't want you to, I don't want you to kill this person or, you know, to, um, to, to fight back, I want you to forgive that person. You know, is it's a different it, dynamic, right? And, and actually, in, in talking about that a little bit, <laughs> helping us to really get away from that anger, um, I, I assume. I mean, there has to be uh, really a mental and physical health benefit from forgiveness and stepping away from that that uh, that gut wrenching uh, difficulty. Yeah, you know, people will say this all the time, and I mean, I've experienced it myself as well. I mean, when you do forgive somebody for something that they've done really wrong, there are um, very often some very concrete physical effects to that. I mean, when we say that unforgiveness is a kind of bondage, it's a kind of spiritual bondage, but that spiritual bondage is often felt very physically, right, through being consumed by a kind of anger or consumed by living in the past and just replaying that incident over and over in your mind. And um, it's remarkable the kind of peace and release that people often do feel uh, when they do make that act of the will to forgive with Christ's help. Right, right. Now, what happens if this person we are called to forgive uh, is no longer in our life, uh, Dr. Winley Doust, um, or, or even alive? Uh, how, right. do, how do we forgive at that point? Well, you know... the. Yeah, it's a good question, but the act of forgiveness really isn't dependent upon the other person um, hearing that, right? I mean, in some cases, that would be ideal if you can forgive that person in person, um, but it's not necessary. And in some cases, as you mentioned, it's impossible or, or just not especially wise, right? Um, that would be a good... There, there are certain circumstances where it would probably be good to get a a sort of spiritually wise person um, to talk to about, you know, should I take this to the person, him or herself? 
But the act of forgiveness really first happens with you and Jesus, and the other person does not need to be there, right? Uh, so that's not something that should prevent us from forgiving the person. If the person has died or is completely out of your life, it's like, well, forgiveness can still happen and, and should. Right, right. There's an opportunity coming up here in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, and, and possibly even an opportunity for uh, listeners from the Sioux Falls area, um, only about a three-hour drive there, that people can participate in Dr. Doust. Can you share some uh, information about this uh, event uh, coming up on January 25th through 26th? Sure, I'd be happy to. No, um, there's going to be a retreat um, called Practicing and Teaching Forgiveness, and it's an overnight retreat at Shalom Hill Farm in Wyndham in Minnesota, um, so, actually, it's a little closer than three hours from the Sioux Falls mm. area, um, depending on where you live in that diocese, but it's open to anyone. Um, and what we'll be doing is it's a mostly silent retreat, and we'll be leading people through the process of how do I pray to forgive someone in my life, um, going through the scriptural and theological basis for it, how exactly we make this a prayer process and the opportunity to actually do that. And as a bonus, we're going to close the retreat by talking a little bit about, now how do you teach this to others? How do you share this with others? That's what disciples do. We teach each other how to forgive. So uh, I will be doing that, uh, leading that with Deacon Bob Gerhardt, who's the Assistant Director for the Permanent Diaconate in our diocese, Winona, Rochester. Um, and we're going to be repeating this, actually, in February in the Winona area. So if people are interested, go to the dowr.org website and slide on down to the calendar. You can register there. Excellent. Well, thank you, Dr. Susan winley Douse, for being on with us this morning. One quick thing, Father Brandon Moravitz says hello. He said he was one of your students. Uh, he was. So. <laughs> so if it's anything wrong, it's all my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, it's time for our first break of the morning, but stay with us, because when we return on Real Presence Live, your chance to join the conversation during Straight Talk with special guest Bre Father Brandon Moravitz, and later, social media and the new evangelization, do they have anything in common? All this coming up on Real Presence Live, on the road, when we return. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live on the road to come from Holy Spirit Church in Virginia, Minnesota on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hey, everyone. This is Andy Shaw along with my favorite person, Father Mike Malloy. You got it. Wishing you a Merry Christmas, a blessed and wonderful holiday season. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thanks for being you. Hi everyone, Steve Sponskowski here, Executive Director for the RPR Network, inviting you on the Real Presence Radio Northern California Mission Pilgrimage, April 4th through 9th, 2019. We will visit some of the missions of St. Junipero Serra, the wine country of the Sonoma Valley, and sites of San Francisco. We'll be staying at a beautiful retreat center with easy day trips to the sites. Cost based on double occupancy is $1,936, or if you want to get your own flight, it's $1,358. For more information, please call 877-795-0122. I love Real Presence Radio. I have learned so much from Mornings with Mother, from Women of Grace. I love Morning Glory. I love Cresta in the Afternoon. And Catholic Answers is absolutely the best. Thank you very much, everyone at Real Presence Radio, for all you do to increase our faith, our hope, and our love. 
I was kind of like a ship without a rudder, and listening to Real Presence Radio has given me direction. It has um, helped me when I've, I've been down at times. There's, there's always never been a time where a question hasn't come up on the radio that I said, huh, I was thinking about that, and boom, the answer is there. And that is very important. Uh, the prayers that we hear, the people that are genuinely concerned with our well-being as Christian people in a Christian community is just important. It just is, I can't express the joy and the feeling of, of, of community and love that we get just from listening to Real Presence Radio. People think A and B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest editions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and good friends. At Riverview, you can enjoy all these wonderful things. But it is the friendship and sense of community here that makes Riverview home. We share stories, laughter, smiles, and our Catholic faith. Try us out with a mini vacation or join us for Mass five days a week. You can contact Kelly for a tour at 701-237-4700 and online at homeishere.org. This is Gregory Sponskowski, one of the production assistants at Real Presence Radio. And this is Eli Copenhaver, the other production assistant. Wishing you a very Merry Christmas. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the road, coming to you from Holy Spirit Church in Virginia, Minnesota. If you're in the area, we invite you to stop by and visit. Grab a cookie and a cup of hot chocolate. You can also join the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. I'm going to try to That's kind of the piece of the ribbon. These cookies are pretty good. And I tell you what, if people don't come by and stop eating all these cookies, Brandon, yeah. I mean, I'm going to have to eat them. Are we, are we back? We oh, are hey, back. everybody. You know, I, I'm eating all the cookies here. And it's bad for me because I'm supposed to be on this diet. And uh, so if you want to stop by and help us with these cookies and uh, some of the hot chocolate, I know it's a, it's actually sleeting a little bit about here, out here, Brandon. Um, but we're a under bit. a tent, so we're, we're safe. One of, the, one of the local folks here stopped in, and they said, well, why does it have to happen that it, you know, as soon as it warms up, it, it starts to snow or rain or sleet? Uh, I think that's one of the conversations we're going to have to have with the Lord about that one and mosquitoes. Yeah, I, I still don't understand mosquitoes. Yeah, I mean, you think that there, there must have been, there was supposed to be some good that the mosquitoes, before the fall of man, some sort of good that the <laughs> mosquitoes performed. I, I'm not sure that that's possible. The beautiful part, though, about living in the Northland is that mosquitoes are only around for about three months. That's true. That's, you know, that's a good thing to think about. You know, I, I enjoy winter because there's no mosquitoes. There right. you go. Hey, you're so positive. I like that about <laughs> you. And, you know, I just uh, another invite of a cookie here. But, uh, folks, everybody, why don't you stop by. If you're in Virginia, we're coming to you live. This is our on-the-road segment. We're coming to you live from Virginia, Holy Spirit Catholic Church. And if you're listening in the area um, or if you're friends, you want to let your friends know that we are now on the air across uh, the upper, the Northland here, Minnesota Northland, uh, from Babbitt to Ely to Virginia, um, to Eveleth uh, on 106.7 FM is a signal here, uh, really expanding our coverage in the Diocese of Duluth. So we're excited to be with you, and thanks for joining us. 
we just had a conversation about reconciliation with uh, Dr. Doust, and uh, in a little bit we're going to visit with uh, Father Moravitz here. You're going to call in and be able to ask, ask his questions, but for a few minutes, Brian and I are just going to talk about uh, you know just things that are on our heart, and, and one of the things we want to share, if you hear some of that noise in the background, there's actually a a backhoe over there tearing down a building yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, near us. But, uh, you know, what what is on the road? And, and one of the things we really wanted to do in 2019 was just get out and be with y'all. Um, just exciting to, uh, you know, as you know, with Real Presence Live, we broadcast um, from the different areas, some of the major areas across our network. But we really only get to go to the, the smaller towns during our live drive. And so we really wanted to expand that opportunity to really uh, get to know and to visit with you, our family of Real Presence Radio. And so this is our first um, Real Presence Live on the road, and uh, we hope to be doing this every month. Yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting to be able to uh, bring Real Presence Live to you. We've worked <coughs> over the past number of years to really uh, try to uh, transform Real Presence Live to to have it reach uh, listeners with, with what they want to hear. And, and so we've, we've tried some new things uh, with, uh, with the call-in segment coming up, Straight Talk, with our 10-minute tour of local events. Uh, but, but as Steve and I were talking at the end of the year, last year, uh, we, we wanted to do something new. We wanted to do something fun. Um, and, and we kind of brought it back to our live drives. You know, we, we travel around to, to your different areas during the live drive, and we thought, wouldn't that be fun to, to get to uh, some, some new areas, like Virginia, Minnesota, where we have our, our new signal here. And uh, I, I know in February we're going to be in Williston, Steve. We're working yeah. on uh, getting to some other locations. Uh, and, and we're just we're so excited to be able to bring Real Presence Live to you. Our goal is to have cookies and, and hot chocolate. And for you to eat them. And for you to eat them, so Steve doesn't eat them all, <laughs> and uh, and just really, really make it an event where, where you could come, you can meet us, you can have a cup of hot chocolate, you can listen to the show, and uh, just be really excited about uh, this evangelizing mission of Catholic Radio. That's what it's about. We were talking last night, you know, Steve. Um, is it is it about radio stations or is it about souls? Yeah, and you know that's. Uh, in our conversations as a staff over the last few weeks, we've had some retreats at the end up the you know we end the year with a retreat and then begin the year, and it really seems very clear to me that really this evangelization is about relationship, and of course as we 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 may know and, and may be reminded regularly that primary relationship is the relationship we have with Jesus Christ, and then as we grow in our love for Jesus Christ and and really see how much he really just changes our lives. I was thinking last night about how, you know, when, when Jesus traveled into each of the towns, there was usually a crowd there to greet him. Why? Because they saw something in him that they wanted, and they wanted to know, what is this? What is this guy doing? And so that's what we really, if we really come to Jesus and try to grow in that relationship with him, we're going to become so excited about that relationship and so filled with his joy that we want to share that joy with others. And then the second step is to really grow in relationship with one another. And uh, one thing that I, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a, a kind of you know a white male, growing up in a in a large family on a farm, and we really kind of had this idea of self-sufficiency, independence. The best thing you can ever do is to be able to do everything yourself. Kind of the American attitude, right? <clears throat> but that's not Christianity. 
That's not what the Lord calls us to. The Lord really calls us to relationship. That's why he gives Brandon the, challenge, you know, the, the talents to, to work on programming. That's why he gives me the talents for management. That's why he gives Brad, our chief engineer, the talents for engineering, and, for, and Gregory and Eli, the talents for running the board, and, 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 and our staff, the, the talents for fundraising. Because if he gave all those talents to one person, we wouldn't need each other. But he actually wants us to to need each other and to reach out to one another. And so that's really what this is about. Without relationship, um, really, Real Presence Radio is a waste of time if we're not building relationships. And the primary relationship that needs to come back to is that relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah, you know, Steve, our, our tagline for Real Presence Radio is your family of faith and hope. And we we, we came up with that in, in a branding session, gosh, what was it, four years ago now? Yeah. <clears throat> and and the more we get into this and the more we, we grow and meet new people, the more I, I just think it's providence that, that we came up with your family of faith and hope, that the Holy Spirit led us to your family of faith and hope because it really is a family. You know, you build relationships with people that, that you're going to know your whole life. And yes, sometimes we have our disagreements uh, and, and we have great times as well. And, and we, we go through sorrow together and um, it really just draws us all closer to Christ. And, and, and it's not just our staff family, it's, it's all of the listeners, everybody who's a part of Real Presence Radio is a part of this family. Yeah, that's right. So we're excited to be with here again, as we mentioned, live on these on the road segments, and stop by and have some hot chocolate and cookies. And uh, we'll come. We're going to in a little bit uh, take a little break, and we're going to come back with our our signature uh, straight tot segment, where you get to call in, um, and, and that'll be uh, coming up uh, as we work as as we move forward with our real presence live show here today um and thank you for again being a part of this family and for, for your prayers especially for your support and for listening and also thank you for your feedback you know um this mission is should not be stagnant it should really uh, be driven by the holy spirit and he inspires not only us but also you uh to share your ideas so please go to our website yourcatholicradiostation.com and uh share your ideas what you think uh, the Holy Spirit might be calling us to do. Also share your prayer intentions and let us know how we can be a part of your family. Well, we know what time that means. <laughs> let's, see, let's start that again. <laughs> what time it is now with the sound effect. Um, my, my mouth is uh, freezing up a little bit. Uh-oh. Yes. <laughs> We're going to put some hot chocolate in there. Yes, yes. It's time for Straight Talk. Uh, this is our call-in segment on Real Presence Live, relatively new. It's your opportunity to call in with questions and comments on topics of the faith or things happening in the world around us. We're also on Facebook Live. Uh, everybody wave. Father, wave with us. Uh, and uh, you can submit your questions, comments here. I just mentioned Father, Father Brandon Moravitz, uh, pastor here at Holy Holy Spirit Church is our guest this morning uh, for Straight Talk. Good morning, Father. Good morning. It's great to be here with you guys. Yeah, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. We just got the day off to a start with a good mass this morning and ready to rock and roll and see what God's got in store for us today. Excellent, excellent. I mean, I'm excited to have Father here under the tent. He's wearing kind of an ugly hat, but we won't Stop talk it. about that. <laughs> I, I, that's why you're on my side. <laughs> 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 and I know there's like this purple and yellow, and yellow color on his hat with the 
<laughs> anyway, we won't talk about Remember that. Remember, we were talking about the sorrows of a family. Right, the sorrows of a family. And, and hopefully, Father's <laughs> able to forgive me. But um, anyway, call in, folks. That, that phone number here, you're probably familiar with it, is one eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two to enter into this conversation. And then you can ask Father Brandon Moravitz uh, any question you like, um, and he can uh, answer it for you because we're not gonna yes <laughs> yes oh. you're on your own father there uh as i mentioned though we are on facebook live we do got a we have a couple of comments coming in uh donna on facebook says keep on doing your good and blessed work pauline says love this so you know we're having a great time out here uh 20 degrees which actually is a heat wave Stephen father from it's balmy man from what we had yeah so. we're in good shape <laughs> welcome to minnesota yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> call in with your questions and comments 877-795-0122 or comment on facebook and uh, we'll be sure to pass your questions along to father so uh father as we as we get going here is there anything in particular that's uh on your heart that that you'd like to uh, talk about this morning? Yeah, I I think with the radio station just kind of launching here on the Iron Range, I just, I was thinking this morning as I was praying how excited I am to just bring another tool to this area to get faith into homes and into vehicles and uh, into offices. Even here in the office, it's exciting to see our secretaries are all tuned in right now. And there's something about radio that brings excitement. Um, and I'm hoping that those little fires can kind of continue to grow. There's so many good things happening um, here in our whole diocese and up here on the Iron Range, and I think this is another tool to throw some gasoline on the fire. Mm. Um, and I'm excited to see how God might take this, and it might bear great fruit um, for our parish life and for the kingdom of God. Amen to that. We'll, we'll all be praying for that, Father. Amen. <laughs> and I, I love how you say it's just it's one tool, because I think oftentimes in our, in our faith we can think that we're the only organization, we're the only apostolate doing good work, and it's not true. It takes many hands, um, many talents, you know, the, the vine you yeah. know, that, that Christ talks about, that we all do our thing, and, and the foot should never say to the nose, we don't need you. That's you right. Know? And, and Catholic I, Radio should never say to the pro-life movement, we don't need right, you. Right, you know, right. and, and Catholic schools should never, you know. So it's like we work together, and uh, it's, a, it's a great, beautiful talent that the talents that the yeah. Lord shares with us. I always think about the apostles. You know, there's, there's every, every apostle had a different personality, different gifts, different charisms, and they all did different things, and I'm sure different people were attracted to different apostles and um, and I, I think that's the same thing with our apostol, you know, our, our apostolic work. That there's so many different branches in the church that are doing such great work, and we shouldn't be threatened by one another. We should be working together as the apostles did. They were all a ragtag bunch. They were all very different, uh, but God used them in such miraculous ways. And so does He use all these different arms in the church um, that we're not working against each other. We're on the same team, um, and that's so crucial, yeah. um, especially in a world that's so divided right now. We got to make sure as a church we do not get into that yeah absolutely and part of that is understanding what we teach as a church and uh, maybe you're sitting there and you have a question about uh, something relating to the faith some teaching of the church that you just don't quite understand well we've got the guy sitting next to me who can help you father brandon moravitz who's uh, the pastor here at holy spirit church as we're coming to you live from virginia minnesota also on facebook live this is straight talk it's your opportunity to call in with your questions and comments on anything really uh, the number is 877-795-0122 or on Facebook Live we're, uh, we're streaming the whole show this morning via Facebook Live but you can put your questions on there and we'll be sure to take a look at them uh, Steve we do have a, a couple of uh, more comments Andy Shaw one of our hosts from Rapid City says uh, Happy New Year 
And uh, Marge says, thank you for doing, doing this, listening and watching now. So getting some great feedback on, uh, on Facebook. If you've got questions, submit them there. Again, the number 877-795-0122. Father, you mentioned uh, the different apostles and the different you know, apostolic works that we can do and, and the differing personalities. And even in Scripture, we yeah. see where some of those differing personalities kind of butt. Yeah, no doubt <laughs> you know, about you it. Peter and Paul and yeah. James, um, some conversations where there's you know, not always perfect agreement right. on, on certain topics. And, and on the, the, the show previous here to Real Presence Live, where Teresa Tamio was on, um, one of the conversations talked about where, you know, where Christianity uh, ceased being illegal. It was really at that point where Christians started fighting with each other. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't yeah. it funny that, that we're really difficulty? difficulty really forces us to focus on what's important yeah. um, and to really come together that's and right. work together. That's right. And uh, so I think, uh, for me, anyway, it's, it's a, new, a new way to look at struggle and difficulty as, as a, maybe a unifying. Yeah, it's a gift, I mean, in many ways. And sometimes we want to run away from that. But we, we, I think just human maturity, the ability to, to, to talk and get to truth and, and to be able to humble ourselves to, to unify around the teachings of the church and the teachings of Christ. And, but yet seeing how that's, that, that, that's done so often in different ways um, and, and to be open to some of the different methods, but it's always teaching the same truth. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's what's so crucial, I think. Absolutely. You're listening to Straight Talk here on Real Presence Live on the road. We're on the road this morning in Virginia, Minnesota. Excited to be here at Holy Spirit Parish. 877-795-0122 is the number to call. And we do have our first caller of the morning, Father. Are you ready? Oh, buckle up. Here we go. <laughs> All right. We have Stella <laughs> listening on Facebook Live. Stella, are you with us this morning? Hi. Yes. I can hear you. Excellent. How are you this We're doing great. Uh, what is your question for Father Stella? Well, I work in a nonprofit organization, and I work with a lot of youth that like maybe don't believe in Jesus or just don't have faith. And I was just wondering what Father uh, would suggest and how to like engage those kids. Um, yeah, that's I guess my question today. That's a great, great question. I think we, you know, we live in a culture um, in a time where our young people are just bombarded with so many different um, teachings and thoughts, and there's a lot of confusion, and what do you grab onto? And I think in a culture of relativism, I think there can be a lot of confusion sometimes. And I think um, as a Catholic uh, woman, uh, I would just first highly encourage making sure you are living a radical holiness of life, and that when those uh, young people see you, um, it creates a curiosity um, that you're different, and what about you um, makes it that way? Uh, you know, Sherry Waddell talks about that so often that, that we as, as Catholic disciples have to create a curiosity in people that they have a longing to learn and to listen. And I think with our young people, we have to be attractive in a way that they want to listen to the great message that we have to proclaim to them. Um, and then when that message comes, there's, there's an openness to receiving. Um, so I think you, you, you've got to start with your own personal life of holiness, and then... From there, in those relationships, you can start engaging them in faith and letting them uh, begin their own journey uh, and, and accompany them and journey with them um, throughout that process. Stella, does that uh, help awesome. answer your question? Yes, it does. Thank you so much. Excellent. Um, Thanks. And what was that book that you were talking about, Father Brandon? Uh, Sherry Waddell, um, she's written a great book called Forming Intentional Disciples, um, and it, it just talks about these different, different thresholds that we go through um, as we journey with people, leading them to faith. Um, that might be something maybe you could uh, give a look, and it might form your mind and your heart. Thank you. Thank I'm just getting uh, into my faith. I really appreciate that. 
All right. Thank you, Stella. God bless you. Thanks so much, Stella, for calling in. This is Straight Talk on Real Presence Live on the road in Virginia, Minnesota. 877-795-0122 is the phone number. You can also submit a question on Facebook because we're Facebook Live here this morning. Like Ben did. <coughs> you might know this guy, Ben Frost, Father. Ben. I, no idea who that guy is. <laughs> he wants to know, how do we have hope in our world today when there seems to be so much darkness? That is a big question. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I, I always often will en- encourage my people, um, and even myself, I think sometimes we can get caught up in all the big, like, macro huge universal issues like when we watch our news stations we just hear these big issues and we can lose hope because we don't feel like we can do anything about it um and i i I think in some ways we have to we have to look at those those micro situations in our lives and and find hope in those those relationships we have with family members and those situations we can handle in our own parish our own small little communities and i think we live in a world that because of the giftedness of media, that, that's a great gift, don't get me wrong, but it also can overwhelm us where we're constantly bombarded on all these big global issues that we just feel, I, I, what do I do? Um, and I, I think we have to lean in the Lord and, and make sure that we have utter hope in Him. Um, and then practically, we have to look at just our, our local area, and, and that's where we can make a huge impact. I mean, I'm amazed in this small parish here in Virginia, Minnesota, um, like the scales are tipping and more and more people are living radical holiness of life and there's hope everywhere. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's, there's a joy. I mean, you can walk through this place and, and there's joy and there's this hope. Um, and, and I think people are moving away from the darkness that we often hear in gloom and doom all over the place. And we've got to be in the world but not of the world. Um, and I think there's a challenge in that. So I find hope when I, I find myself looking in like my small world right now and what kind of impact can we make now? You said there's a radical tipping of the scales. What do you think is causing that? Yeah, I think uh, we've got to start with the, with the sacramental life of the church. Um, I, I, I find here just confession lines get longer and longer, and, and more and more people spending time before the Lord and the Blessed Sacrament and uh, relationships. I feel like there's small communities within the large community, which I think is so crucial. Um, you know, there's, there's married couples that are starting to engage in, in small communities. There's, there's men's groups and women's groups, and our young people are getting together for little faith formation studies. And within that small community, there's relationships and life coming. And, and then every day there's new people showing up. And, I'm like, and, and, and it's not even that intentional in some ways that it's just living this life and people are attracted and are curious. Um, and then I think from that... I've got to just doing really good things. And as I said, the scale is tipping um, where it's actually more abnormal not to be engaged in your faith and it's becoming normalized to be engaging in the life of faith. Actually, 877-795-0122 is the number. This is Straight Talk on Real Presence Live on the road. And we have our next caller, Barb, listening on 88.1. I, I believe that's in Duluth. Is that correct, Barb? Okay, we, we lost her. Let's go. I, I know there is another Facebook question here, Father. Uh, again, 877-795-0122 is the phone number. You can also submit your question on Facebook. Heather would like to know, I've always wondered what the difference between apostles and disciples is, and what do apostles and disciples look like today? Great. So, I, I mean... I think at the most basic level, the apostles were the 12 that Jesus chose um, that were followers, and the disciples were those that 
are, are those that are followers of Christ, but the apostles were those specific 12, those, those first bishops of the church that were the leading the church and, and organizing and being that body of the church that brought that, that sense of unity and that sense of leadership that was, was so needed and is still needed today. Um, so our local apostles are our bishops that we pray for and we support and pray that they might lead us with holiness of life. Um, and, and disciples are, are every follower of Christ. Um, and what do disciples look like today? Um, as I said earlier, they all look different. Um, and I remember in seminary, and, and I, I remember at times sometimes it was, there were certain guys that kind of thought holiness always looked the same. And I think we've got to be careful about that. Like, holiness looks so different. Like, Mother Teresa looked a lot different than John Paul II. Uh, there's different charisms and there's different gifts. So there's some disciples that are quiet and they don't even say <laughs> a word, but they're in the back of the church just praying and nobody even really knows them. And then there's others that are on the front lines that are, are proclaiming the gospel and on our radio stations and, and disciples look different. And the key is to discover who you are and who God is calling you to be and then living that authentically. We don't all have to look the same. And that's the beauty, I think, of a true disciple is that, that you use what God has given you and then that bears fruit for the kingdom um, here on earth and for eternity. You know, Father, follow up on that just real quick. Uh, Brandon and I, were we, we stepped out for some pizza last night, and we were sitting there listening to a conversation and uh, <laughs> that was going on in one of the local tavern down here. And uh, it was just kind of fun to hear the conversation. But at one point, one of the gentlemen, he said, so what are your priorities in life, said the other gentleman. And, and he said his priorities. And then he said, my priorities are this. First, God. Then, my family. And then, my community. And he says, and that's how it's always going to be. And I thought, that that's... That's a witness yeah. right there. In yeah. that. And I, I thought, wow, how cool is that? I, was, I, I found myself evangelized by this gentleman sitting at the bar. The other conversations I wasn't evangelized by, but that piece I, <laughs> right. I yeah. was. Right. And I thought, wow, how amazing. The Lord does work yeah. with all of us, um, and, and let's not discount that. And in every situation, you know, I, I think so often we, we put our faith maybe, like there's the, there's the family <coughs> box, there's the, the sports box, there's the work box. But like Christ needs to be in every one of those places. And so when we're at the tavern, we're talking about our faith. Um, when we're out at a high school sporting event, we're, we're, we're living our faith. And it doesn't mean we have to be talking about it 24 hours a day. But we, again, we live in a way that is attractive to people. And then those little opportunities, you never know who's listening. And then all of a sudden, you're inspiring people all around you, and you don't even know it. Right. That's the gift. It's not forced. It's just it's allowing the Lord just to use you. Yeah. Um, it's, lots of times people think it's hard work, but it's, it's not. And that's when we really start getting it, and then that's when fruit starts being born. We don't have to work hard at it, yeah. you know. Yeah. 877-795-0122. That's the call-in number this morning for Straight Talk, part of our Real Presence Live on the road, on the road program coming to you from Virginia, Minnesota at Holy Spirit Parish, here with Father Brandon Moravitz, our guest this morning. Uh, you, if his name sounds a little familiar, you might know him uh, as the brother of Father Ryan Moravitz. And uh, he's, he's one of our hosts in Duluth. But uh, we're here with Father Brandon this morning. He's taking your calls. And uh, we do have our next caller. Is, uh, it looks like we have Barb back listening on 88.1. Barb, are you there this morning? I am. Excellent. Thanks for and calling good in. Good morning. Uh, my question is this. What is the tur- church teaching on um, Mary? Did she go through labor pains? Or did Jesus just appear? That's a a great question, and um, I hope my theology teachers are not listening right now, (laughs) because I'm going to do my best to muddle my way through this. Um, But from what I understand, like, the church hasn't proclaimed a 
a strong dogma on this question. Um, there's, there's something called high Mariology and low Mariology, where there's some different approaches to this, where um, there are, is a theological um, approach to this where Mary did not experience labor pains because that seems to be a consequence of original sin. Um, but then there also is what we would call kind of low Mariology, where is that, that potential impossibility that Mary did experience those human birthing pains um, as, as a human woman. Um, so I, from what I can understand and what I remember is that there's not a clear dogmatic teaching on that question um, and that there's a little bit of room for theological conversation um, in regards to that question. Does that, does that help a little bit okay. or make sense? I know it's not exactly what, I mean, it's not a black and white <laughs> answer, um, but, I, but I think there's room no. for that discussion. All right. Thank you. All right. God bless you. All right, Bob, or Barb, excuse me. <laughs> and and, and to, to piggyback on that, Father, a little bit, I was listening to a conversation on Catholic Answers Live a couple of weeks ago, and this, that similar question came in, and they talk, did talk about how in Scripture it says, you know, one of the effects of the fall of original sin is that um, the pains of birth will be increased. Mm. So he did make the argument that mm. if for something to increase, something must have, you know, to yeah. do, uh, uh, existed to a certain degree. And so our source, our, our Mother Mary, was uh, preserved from original sin, so she may have. Right. But it's just, uh, he has said the same thing, that there was kind of, there's some room for discussion. Oh, there. good. I, I, go I answered that correctly. <laughs> I, hope. I, would, I would agree. I would concur <laughs> right, from good. Catholic Answers Live. Barb, thanks again for that question. And you could call in with a question, 877-795-0122 during our Straight Talk segment. Also streaming via Facebook Live. We've had a couple of questions this morning, so you can uh, submit your question there. Uh, we do have a couple of uh, topics, too, that uh, we had we had looked at and sent some articles, uh, Father. And one of those uh, that struck me was this idea of uh, keeping Christmas alive. Mm. Uh, and this idea that Christmas doesn't end on December 26th. Uh, it actually continues through January 13th. Amen. Uh, do you want to, can you speak to that a little bit? It is so fascinating. I, it's kind of exciting that you guys even bring this up because um, I've been talking about that actually this weekend. I talked about that at Mass. I told all the parishioners kind of in a joking way, you better not have taken your Christmas trees down yet. Mm-hmm. And I actually saw resistance. People like, I just want to take it down, Father. You know. And last night we had our faith formation night with all of our high school kids here, and there's a bunch of adults that cook dinner for all the kids. And a couple of the adults were like, when can we take our trees down, Father? As if, you know, like... Oh, it's such a drag. And it, it's, it's an interesting dynamic, though. It, it, re, it helps us understand, like, culturally, we start celebrating Christmas so early um, is in a secular way, not in a liturgical Catholic way, um, that the, by the time Christmas comes, we're burnt out on celebrating Christmas. And that's just so unfortunate. Um, and I think we, again, I think we could get overwhelmed and lose hope in that, uh, as we talked about earlier, or we can just try to find little ways to inspire the people in our parishes to understand this more and to evangelize and, and kind of change some of that culture. So my encouragement, you know, is just for our families, you know, to keep maybe reading, you know, stories in the nativity post-Christmas and keep those Christmas decorations up and, and continue to celebrate uh, Christmas. Uh, it, it's so important, and kids love Christmas. And, and families, and, and to make sure we don't rush off, like school started now, and now we're going to go back to the regular routine, come to Daily Mass over Christmas and, and find those, more, those ways to continue to celebrate. One, one of the things they talked about in the article was the uh, three wise men yeah. <coughs> and how you uh, don't necessarily put them at the manger scene right away, mm-hmm. but uh, you, you move them around. You, you, they make their journey throughout Christmas yeah. as they did in, in real life. What are your take, what's your take yeah, on that? I, rem- I, c- I can't remember which family it was, and uh, 
God bless my sisters if it was one of them. I think they're listening right now. Uh, I don't mean to forget that it was you. Uh, but there was a family, I remember, that they actually did that with their kids where they had the three wise men starting at different places in the house. You know, they had one in one bedroom upstairs and they had another in the living room and then another one maybe on the outside porch. And every day the kids got, were allowed to move it, you know, three feet closer to the nativity scene. And, and you know, we, we often have those... those uh, the advent calendars where the kids are pulling things out and get a chocolate and kind of gets exciting. I think this is a way to do something like that where every day the kids wake up with excitement and they get to move the wise men just five feet closer yep. and kind of build it up. And then on that day where you celebrate Epiphany, like, wow, the wise men are there and maybe you have a big breakfast and you celebrate that reality. And I think finding little ways to engage your family and especially the kids, like they love waking up and having something to look forward to. And just that simple move of moving a wise man three or four feet, yeah. um, that creates excitement and joy. And it'd be a great thing for parents to do, I think. You know, we do that in our family too, Father. And, and also at the, uh, the parish that I'm at, they do that at the parish as well. Ah. So they have these, the, the wise men, and they move across the front of the altar as it. they get closer to the. And it's the children, my, just the other day before I left home, my son said, Mom, can I move the wise men closer yes. now? He's moving across the bookshelf. And again, it's a great, a great way to evangelize and, and even catechize our children yeah. about that we're preparing for Epiphany. And, and what's Epiphany? And, you yeah. know, and we also, our family has always done a gift on Epiphany. We, we extend Christmas beautiful. out. My mom started that years ago. Um, so uh, Christmas is such a, such a beautiful time of the year it's just uh and really um from you know for many of us if you're thinking about you know how do you get through the winter well (laughs) christmas there's the joy of christmas i think we should try to keep it along around as long as we can amen um because get through this especially in the northern north country here where it's cold oh yeah Uh, we need some joy and uh downtown virginia folks is beautiful Uh, we're driving down and it's beautifully decorated for christmas and made me think of uh the the movie it's a wonderful life yeah um and it's a wonderful life here in virginia so (laughs) so even just come up and take a look at the streets during christmas it's beautiful here uh, to be in virginia minnesota with you Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. You're listening to Straight Talk here on Real Presence Live, on the road in Virginia, Minnesota. Also on Facebook Live, and we're here with Father Brandon Moravitz, who is the pastor of Holy Spirit Parish. We've got Ben Frost off in the distance. Uh, he'll be on with us here uh, in a few minutes. We're having a great time. People are. Uh, Walking by, uh, having a cup of hot chocolate, grabbing a cookie, and uh, not enough <laughs> cookies though. There's too many on that plate. Yeah, uh, I uh, feel Steve, tempted. Steve <laughs> keeps eyeing them. Uh, he's already had about four or five. Quit uh, counting, Brendan. <laughs> You're celebrating Christmas. I'm celebrating Christmas. <laughs> you know so, something, Father? I wanna, we were so we stepped in when we got here last night. We w- went into the chapel mm. where you had a Eucharistic adoration yeah. of our Lord, and a beautiful, beautiful church there, and mm. uh, just a, a, a great atmosphere. And he had some chant music playing, yeah. and, and it was beautiful. Um, I have a question, though. I was looking, and I, I, you know how sometimes during prayer you're distracted. Yeah. And I looked at your Christmas trees. Those are real Christmas they trees. They are real as ever. And, and they're real. I mean, they're big. Huge. <laughs> Huge. It's <laughs> funny. Big I, Christmas trees. I was joking. Um, I tend to do things big around in the parish. Like, I'm a big thinker, and I, I like taking risks and stuff. And about a, just before, uh, well, I guess the middle of Advent, before Christmas started, I had told the parish, I said, I'm looking for some good, live, big Christmas trees. And... All of a sudden, these parishioners came forward. I got a tree, Father. I said, okay, bring it in. And then they brought that thing in, and I thought, holy cow, the parish is taking on the personality of their pastor. <laughs> I mean, we, you should have seen us putting those things up. Literally, one of those things fell over. I felt terrible as we were decorating. It fell right over, and we had to put oh, that thing no. back up, and we tied it to the rafters up in the ceiling. <laughs> and um, it was a fun kind of parish building experience, actually, which I, you know, sometimes we can just decorate, or we can really come together as a parish and, and really begin to celebrate. And, and putting those trees up was a fun parish experience, yeah. but just building community. Um, and it just adds to the festivity and the, the beauty of this liturgical season. 
There's still time for your call here on Straight Talk, 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122. You can also submit a question on Facebook like Marge did. Uh, Marge uh, says, Father Brandon, are your podcasts of your homilies coming up next for you? Stop it, Marge. <coughs> you said do things big, right, Father? Go big or go home, Father. Right? Marge, Marge, Marge. Marge is a great prisoner here, and there's been a number of people here at the parish just kind of begging for me to put homilies out in the Internet world, and I've kind of been a little resistant to it for a variety of reasons. Um, but we'll see. Maybe I'll get weak and give in a little bit. Uh, we'll see. God, just Marge, you just pray. God's will be done, okay? God bless you out on Sand Lake. <laughs> Marge, thanks for that uh, question. Again, the number is 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122. Father, we just have a couple minutes left here. Uh, anything else that, uh, that you'd like to talk about? Maybe uh, a look ahead at, at 2019. Any goals you have or, or any, uh, any advice you might give to listeners uh, for uh, spiritual goals in 2019? Yeah, you know, one thing that I, you know, and I sometimes and this being a little vulnerable as a priest is I, I realized, like, I was thinking about 10 years ago when I was in seminary, uh, I could I could sit in the chapel sometimes for hours and just have interior just peace. And I've realized in the busyness of my life as a priest and getting consumed sometimes in social media and all these sorts of things that and so our brains kind of get rewired, you know, in our hearts. And, like, God really worked on me this Advent in realizing, like, hey, my son, like, come sit and be still with me again. And I, I think sometimes we have to sit back and realize, like, what's, where's our interiority? Um, if I've got so consumed in busyness of life and making everything so important and, and getting consumed in my phone and social media and all and good things, like, I'm not here to say that's all horrible stuff, but sometimes I can become a little disordered, you know? And in my life, as I, as I begin this new year, I'm just I'm trying to, to make sure I, I slow down a little bit and, and, and find time to just meditate and unite my heart more deeply with the Lord and... I think for all of us, that's just so important. Uh, we live in a very busy, fast-paced world and kind of just instant gratification all the time. And, and I think as we go into the new year, to just to be still and know that God is God. Um, and we're going to be the best evangelizers and the best disciples, and we're going to be able to, to live the faith in such a beautiful way if we can to learn just to be a little bit more still. Isn't it the best time to be still to uh, the Christmas season? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you can meditate upon the, the birth of Christ, right, and the joyful mysteries, the third joyful mystery, the birth of Christ, and just ref- just just be in that, that stillness of that great moment hmm. that the world didn't even know about. Yeah, amen. <laughs> yeah, and still doesn't it sometimes, you know? And I, like, I love Northern Minnesota, <coughs> Northern Minnesota nights. You know, it's it, things get dark early, and it can be really depressing, mm-hmm. or we can go approach it and just, like, step outside and, the stars are incredible, and just to sit out and like, well, realize kind of our smallness and God's vastness, and I mean, man, there's so much to, that God can work in just the simple nature around us. Like, get out and just sit outside one night and freeze your butt off, but look up at the beauty <laughs> and just be amazed by the goodness yeah. of God. Yeah, the stars are quite incredible. I, I, I happen to uh, have the gift of living in the country yeah. and going out and just gazing at, at the stars. You're like, you're over... You're overwhelmed, but but in a, a very peaceful way yeah. of you know I, I'm not in control and mm-hmm. and that's okay. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I think it's a again the Christmas season is a great time to even even meditate on <clears throat> Mary and Joseph in that stable with Jesus all night long yeah, right. in this cold stable, but they got to be there with Jesus yeah. to hold him and to look look 
into his eyes to, to see his smile. Um, there was just one night during, over the Christmas break that I woke up in the middle of the night and I couldn't sleep and I got up and sat down by the tree and plugged it in. I have the Christmas crush there and stuff. And that was just came and he's like, Our Lady. You know, well, she spent <laughs> much of her life in the presence yeah. of Jesus. Yeah. But to just imagine sitting in that cold, cold crisp stable with Jesus holding mm-hmm. him close and his warmth keeping you warm. I was just such a beautiful meditation that it just it, we need to, to stop and, and embrace that more yeah. often. Yeah. Father, thanks so much for being with us yeah, this morning welcome. on Straight Talk. Thank you for your calls. We have to take a quick break, but uh, we're going to dive into a riddle here quick. You're using it now, but it belongs to God. It's full of sin, but can glorify him. Any guesses? Dude, you got me. Well, we'll have that answer uh, as Real Presence Live on the road continues right after this break with Ben Frost. Ben Frost. 